God. Well, we're talking about being strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6.10. Why don't you turn there? Hallelujah. See, y'all have worked up a sweat. <laughs> Killed an air condition. <laughs> Chased all the men back to work on Sunday. Hallelujah. Being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Bible says that believers are supposed to be strong in the Lord and in the power of God's might. Amen. Hallelujah. You hear people say, I'm trying to be strong. That's the problem. Amen. I'm trying to get it done. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying. Raymond, where'd you go? The ladies chased you out here. You trying to go back to work on Sundays too, huh? <laughs> Amen. I'm trying to be strong. You don't try to be strong. You, you allow God to help you. Amen. Praise God. See, just like God puts joy on the inside of your heart, God gives you strength. Amen. He enables you by grace, by the spirit of grace, which is unmerited favor. And he favors every one of us. If you're born again, God favors you. He loves you even if you ain't. But we allow God to give us strength in the inner man, in your inwards. See, anything, when you're a Christian, everything has change has to come on the inside. Everything that happens to you, every transformation happens on the inside first, then the outside. Amen. Hallelujah. But this is when people are trying to be strong within themselves. We shouldn't trust in ourselves. When you hear people always saying, I'm trying, I'm doing this. I don't know if I can make it. When you get weary and tired, you've been working, you've been going on your own exhaustion. Amen. You've been going on your own. And God is saying in this day and hour, you know, come on to me, those who are burdened and heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. Hallelujah. So God wants to be the strength for us. We can't tolerate a lot of things. You know, if you survived traumatic situations, it was because God did it by the grace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't even have to ask him. He is there with you. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And so God is with us. He'll fight for us. He'll strengthen us. He'll plead your case. Amen. He'll comfort you. He is the comforter. Amen. And so we have to allow the Holy Spirit to do all of these things for us. Amen. Hallelujah. We cannot be strong in our own strength, but we must realize that we need God. Amen. Hallelujah. And his strength is found in the word of God. So in Ephesians 6.10, it talks about being strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. And it starts out, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Not your own might, not your own strength. You know, the Bible says some, uh, what is that? Some trust in chariots. See, whatever you trust in, if it's not God, it's going to fail you. Amen. You know, some trust in the arm of flesh, but I will trust in the living God. Amen. 
And so we cannot assume God's responsibility because when we don't trust in him, we're trying to be God. Amen. Hallelujah. See, y'all have quieted down. Everybody was partying. Everybody was having a great time. Now it's like, oh, really? Hallelujah. Many times in circumstances we face, we feel weak. We feel empty. We feel helpless. Have anybody ever been there? Amen. But God says he's a strong tower. He says, lean on him. Come in and you'll be safe. Amen. Enter into the Holy of Holies. That's having a a relationship. See, if you don't have a relationship with God, this just won't make sense to you. But you have to have a relationship. And when things get too tough and situations do, you got to lean on and rely on God. Amen. Press into him and allow him to help us. Some of us don't know he'll help us because we've never given him a chance. Hallelujah. So Ephesians 6.10, finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then it says to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. So that you'll be able to stand against the trickery of Satan. Amen. The temptation of Satan. He wants to test you, try you, and tempt you. Amen. So the Bible says be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to come back to Ephesians, but let's go to 2 Corinthians 12. Second Corinthians 12. You know the Bible says Satan wants to sift you like wheat, and that he does. You always have to be on the, the outlook. Don't be fearful, but you never trust an enemy. Never let your guard down. And this is what the Lord is, is telling us. Second Corinthians 12, verse 9. Hallelujah. And this is Jesus, and he's talking to Paul. Paul had a thorn in his side. Maybe I'll read 7. It says, At least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me. In in other words, to harass him. There was a thorn in his side. He says, least I be exalted above measure. In other words, he's thinking that God wants him to be reminded that he's not his own God. Is anybody here today? Amen. Maybe God is trying to remind Paul that he needs him. Amen. So he says a thorn in his flesh, God allowed it to buffet him or to harass him so that he would cry out and always know who God is in his life. See, don't always think things are the devil. Most of the time it is. But sometimes God is trying to show you something. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) it says least i should be oh i read that verse 8 says concerning this thing i pleaded with the lord three times that it might depart from me how many of you've done that oh i bind you devil i break your power i resist you and verse 9 says and he said to me my grace is sufficient for you 
for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And so what God is saying to Paul is this. When you are weak, when you are not strong, amen, his, his strength makes your weakness perfect. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody got it. You know, the Bible says to rely on and lean on God. Put your, put your faith in him. See, that's faith. When you rely on God, when you can't do anymore and you just submit, that's submitting to his authority. You'd be surprised how many people think that's weakness. That's not weakness. Doesn't that seem like it? It seems like if you give up or, you know, not give up, but you say, I just can't do it anymore. Well, it's, it's bad if you don't cry out to God. Amen. But when you cry out, he hears you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so Paul says that God told him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Amen. So when you be strong in the Lord, you're dependent on God's strength to see you through, not your own. Amen. Hallelujah. We can stand fast on the word of God. And that's what it is, standing fast on the word of God. Hallelujah. So we need to be strong in the Lord so that we can stand our ground against the wiles of the devil, against the tricks of the devil in the evil day. When's the evil day? It's now. Well, how you know? Because the Bible says in the day of testing, trials, trials and temptation, that's the evil day. And so that, those days are upon us. Amen. And so, in other words, uh, God is telling Paul, look, you need to rely on me like you've never relied on me before. Amen. People are leaving churches and just not serving God anymore. But see, we always get it backwards. Now's the time to run to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And the people that know him, the people that have a relationship with him, will run back to him. Amen. The Bible says his arms are like a strong tower. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says that you can run in and hide in the cleft of the rock. That's hide in the, the bosom of the Lord and feel safe. Amen. And so now's the time to run to him and not from him. Amen. Hallelujah. Against Satan. Amen. This is the believer's warfare. The believer's warfare is to prepare by allowing God to strengthen them and learning how God wants to teach us how to allow him to strengthen us. Amen. Because sometimes we just don't know. Did I read verse 10? No, I didn't. In verse 10 says, therefore, I take pleasure in it in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. See, all of these things cause us to weaken. Amen. But when we weaken, it says, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. So you are strong in Christ. You are never weak. Amen. You are strong in him. All you have to do is cry out to the name of the Lord. Cry out when things get tough. Uh, amen. The, the strength of a Christian depends on you crying out to God. Now, see, your mind and your thinking will tell you that's weakness. That's not weakness. Amen. It's weak when you get on the telephone and cry out to a friend that cannot help you. 
All they do is support you in your wrong thinking. Amen. And a bunch of that nonsense. But when you cry out to God, he will strengthen you. Amen. The Bible says he'll strengthen you with might in your inward man where you need to be strengthened. And when your inward man is strengthened or your spirit man is strengthened, your mind is strengthened. And when your mind is strengthened, you don't think such crazy thoughts. Amen. You don't share such insanity with a friend, do you? Amen. Any other strength proves to be impotent. Any other strength that we use is impotent. It is. Because you know why? Because our strength can be exhausted, but God's can't. You can't exhaust God's. You can't exhaust God's strength. Amen. So our strength is never enough to oppose Satan. Anybody that goes in conflict against Satan on their own, you're going to lose because you're not strong enough without the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. His strength, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Amen. Some people think it's weak when you cry out to God, especially men. I don't need God. Yes, you do. Amen. Hallelujah. Men need the the Lord even more so than women. Amen. Because they're, they're over the women. Amen. And so uh, if you're smart and if you're wise, you consult God about some things. Make sure you're doing what's right. Make sure you're in the right vein. You're going in the right direction where God wants you to go. Amen. And so if you're smart, you cry out to God for strength. Amen. Our strength is just never enough to oppose Satan, but God's strength is is perfect it's the perfect strength so let's go to philippians 4 hallelujah see now y'all partied you all tired yeah well i'm just tired i'm just too tired i don't know what she's talking about i'm tired amen philippians 4 verse 13 And we're still talking about Paul because Paul was always on the front lines. He needed God like never before. He needed God like he needed God like some of us need God, but we don't. Some of us don't know it. Amen. And it says in verse. Oh, wait a minute. I got uh, chapter three, chapter four, verse thirteen. It says, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." Amen. Hallelujah. And so you can do anything, but you got to do it out of God's strength. Amen. Verse 19, if you go down to 19, it says, And my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. God has everything that you need. Everything that you think you need. Amen. God has it for you. Hallelujah. And he does not... Uh, count himself out of your life but he won't move until you ask him amen so you can do all things through christ who strengthens you it's not the amount of strength we have that's important but it's the source as long as you know the source of your strength this is what this is all god is talking about amen he don't want you thinking that your strength did something you know a lot of people get screwed up with that i did this and i look at what i'm doing and i'm this and i'm honey it's god god's provision god's grace his mercy amen his unearned merited favor towards you that's causing you to be blessed amen 
It's nothing of, amen, it's nothing of us. You know, and that's why Paul stayed humble. He said, it's not that I think good of myself. He says, but uh, my infirmities and all of these things that come against me, he said, I'll surely, you know, cast my pride aside and bow to the king who has given me strength. Amen? But when we start getting fleshy and start thinking it's us, that's when the fall comes. Amen? Amen, because God will say, well, if you're doing it without me, let me see how you really, how you can really, I mean, that's just the way it is. We always have to remember to thank God and include him in everyday life. So it's not the amount of strength you have, but it's knowing who the source is, knowing that God is your source. Amen. And when a Christian is strong in the Lord, his victory is guaranteed. When you are strong in him. When you are strong in him, your victory is strong, is guaranteed. I don't know what's wrong with her. Amen. She want to play. Amen. Look at the little nurse running over to her. Amen. Hallelujah. So victory is guaranteed over the worst thing that Satan has to offer. So you can look, Satan, amen. You can look Satan dead in the face and say, look, my victory is guaranteed because my strength is made perfect in, the, in God's weakness. In my weakness, my strength comes from the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we're in war. But we have no reason to be afraid if we're on God's side. If you're not on God's side, you have every reason. You better get nervous. Because I'm, I'm telling you, in these last days, we're going to see some things that we've never seen before. Amen. And so it's good to get on God's side and stay on his side. Uh, depend on him. Trust in him. Love him. Worship him. Amen. Instead of worshiping ourselves or people or whatever it is we find to do. Amen. You know, the Satan is so, so sneaky. He, get a, he can get us off real quickly. Amen. And we forget the source. Hallelujah. But we have to remember where our strength comes from. And it comes through the grace of God by faith. If you don't have faith to trust it. Amen. Then you won't receive him. Well, I asked God for strength and he didn't give me none. Well, are you trusting him? Because this is a faith thing. Amen. You got to trust him by faith. Well, you know, I got grace. Yeah, but grace comes through faith. You still got to believe something. You have to believe something that God has said. Amen. You have to believe something that he is doing. And see, it, sometimes you have to train your thought. Well, that's a whole nother teaching thinking wrong i said i wasn't going to go there but when you think wrong you don't go to the right source amen when you're in pride you don't go to the right source when you think it's all you you don't go to the right source when you think carnality you don't go to the right source amen hallelujah but god wants you to think higher be higher think higher amen change how you think this is what, how Abraham received the promise. You know, when God told him, as many sand, much sand is on the seashore, so shall you be, your, your children be. And he was looking at God like, what? But, you know, as he continued to listen to the word and continued to hear the promise, continued to condition his mind to think differently, to trust God at his word and take him at his word, you know, meditating on the word. You can't receive anything from God if you don't change how you think. 
you'll just be sitting up waiting on God to do something. And you're right, it won't happen. If you're still thinking it won't. If you think it won't happen, it won't. You see, we're our biggest enemy. Amen. And so we have to trust God, take him at his word. Abraham didn't believe that in the beginning. He said, Sarah's 90, I'm 100, you know. (laughs) But he continued to listen. He didn't throw the promise away. And then soon, after a while, it started to make sense. And he would look, look at the sand on the seashore. And he would visualize all of those pebbles of sand being his children. He had to get used to the idea. He had to change how he was thinking. He had to start thinking the way God thought. He had to condition his mind. And when his mind went off and veered off because the devil is there to try to make you think God is not going to do something for you. Amen. But we have to change how we think if we're going to receive anything from God. You know, the Bible says a double-minded man won't receive anything from God. Well, what's double-minded? One day thinking he will and the next day thinking he won't. You got to think he, when you catch yourself thinking he won't, you got to talk to yourself. Amen. And Abraham started to talk to himself. Sarah laughed at God when she told, and I can understand her. (laughs) Oh, you mean I'm going to have a baby? Okay. If you say so, I'm 90. Have you forgotten? (laughs) But it came to pass because the more they heard the promise. See, you can't just hang a promise up on a doorknob because other people don't like it. Can't do that. See, amen. I thought that was good, Miss Nola. You got to keep entertaining it. You got to keep talking about it to God. You can't just sit up and wait on it to happen, you know, and, and just breeze through life. Uh-uh, honey, you got to write yourself notes and remind yourself. Stay in the word. Condition your mind. Convince yourself. Amen? Well, religion will tell you, well, you know, that's not God if you convince yourself. Oh, that's God. That's how Abraham and Sarah received the promise. It says, the Bible says they were fully persuaded. They were fully convinced, if you look up the word persuaded, they were fully convinced that what God said he promised, he could also deliver it. But they had to condition their mind to the promise. They had to keep going back to God, saying, God, have you surely said? Do you really mean we're going to have children, a lot, a whole lot of children? Do you really? And see, out of their, um, their son Isaac, out of the ten tribes, came the ten tribes of judah and out of that that's where jesus came from and out of jesus us so we wouldn't be here if the promise didn't work for him the promise worked amen because we're sitting here amen when god promises you something you got to trust it yeah it may sound foreign and you might not think that it's going to happen in the beginning but you got to hold on to it and don't let go and quit looking at how it looks. It ain't going to look right. Amen. It may not look right, but you have to keep trusting in it. You got to keep relying on that promise. Why would God tell me something if it's not happening? You know what Satan does make you start thinking God didn't say it. That's when he's got you on the rope of dope. Well, that wasn't God. Amen. See, the devil is a dream thief. He likes to steal dreams from you. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. 
he likes to steal from you and he'll he'll send it send something negative and through a person anybody if he can steal the dream from you he will if you let it go don't ever let go of something god has told you amen don't let it go hallelujah praise god if it lines up with that word it's yours you can have it if god has spoken it to you on the inside you don't have to have evidence in the natural you don't need evidence in the natural all you need is a word from god amen one word of god is eternal god's not going to take back a word he doesn't give a word and take it back well i wasn't i wasn't hearing from him all along you ain't hearing from him right now amen but you know but you know if if somebody had tried to take that 10 years ago or 15 years ago you would have killed somebody hang on to the promise and don't let go hallelujah see this is the thing when you stop vacillating you'll get the promise well why is it taking so long because you don't have to believe it amen don't have to believe it and so you have to receive the promise the bible says with gladness and then on those days when you you ain't gonna feel it a whole lot of times you know you got to feed that thing the word amen you have to feed it something positive you know and eliminate the negative this is what you have to do to get anything from god and you sit up and talk to your crazy friends and by the time they start talking to you you won't they'll talk you out of the promise amen or allowing your imagination now see here i go amen put on the whole armor of god let me get back to my <laughs> amen but stand firm amen hold you know this is what see i'm here i go again but that's just y'all got to receive it hold a critical position stand stand fast don't let go your position is critical to you receiving the blessing hallelujah your position is critical you you have to take a stance and not give up that's why things take long because god is still trying to convince us yeah i did say that amen you can have whatsoever you say you write your own ticket amen that's how this works but if you keep listening to the enemy that tells you god can't he won't he didn't say that if you keep listening to that voice you'll never get anything you got to stay strong in the Lord. That's what we're talking about. And in the power of his might, stay in his authority, stay in his voice. Don't let these other voices convince you that God's a liar because he's not a liar. Amen. He's not a liar. He is not a man, the Bible says, that he should lie. But he, he can thoroughly bring to pass what he's promised you. Amen. Through grace. You know, depend on the grace of God, but but use your faith. Use your faith. Stay in in the thick of things with God. Don't be, a, in other words, don't be a stranger to God. Don't be a visitor. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you know what I'm gonna say. Be a habitator. <laughs> Stay with God. Don't leave Him. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the wiles of the devil are his schemes, his methods, amen, his craftiness. 
his cunningness, his deception. He likes to deceive people, keep their minds all messed up. You know, because I've seen this happen. People talk one way and they're strong in the Lord, and two years later they're talking the complete opposite because of the influence. You got to watch that stuff. His, that's the devil's schemes, his craftiness, his cunningness. Because above all, the devil does not want anything that God has told you to come to pass. Because if you tell somebody else, they're going to start believing God. If they see you get blessed, then they're going to want to know how you get blessed if they're smart. And they'll do what you do. Amen. And see, the, de- the devil wants you to get out there and, and do whatever you can do, hustle on your own without God. And he's an Indian giver and a liar, and he takes back everything he provides. But God don't do you like that. Amen? You keep whatever God provides. He's a provider. He's not a, a thief like the devil. The Bible calls the devil a thief. Amen? But Paul admonished us to put on the whole armor of God in order to stand against the forces of hell. And those are the wiles and the schemes of the devil. Amen. Our warfare is not against physical forces, but against invisible powers. Well, who is that? The people at the gates, the gates of hell. Amen. That tries to prevail against us every day. Well, I don't know them. They know you. I'm telling you, the devil knows your name, number, family history, know what you like, know what's going to turn you on, know what you want to hear, know what kind of girl you like, know what kind of boy you like, and he's going to dangle them in your face, but it's up to you to stay connected to God. So you'll know how to turn something down and know when something is God, when something is good for you and when something is not. You got to be full of God, amen? And all it takes is one little scripture a day, meditating on the word for 30 minutes. Who can't do that? You know, Joyce Meyer has a, a, a challenge to everybody. It's the 30-30 challenge. I like that, where she's challenging people to read the Bible for 30 minutes a day, and it will change you on the inside. Amen? And you'll start to receive, but that's lame. I ain't got time for that. You know, I got other stuff to be doing. There's nothing like your time with God. Well, I, I don't be feeling him. You keep doing it until you become a habitator, not just a visitor. He knows you and you know him. It's a sacrifice. Yeah, you're not going to want to do it. Your flesh going to want to go to the parties. Amen. But that you ain't been to a party until you go with God. Amen. He don't, he's not going to get drunk on you. He don't throw up on you. And you ain't going to throw up on him. Amen. But you're just going to feel a whole lot of love and encouragement. Amen. See, his parties don't end like the other ones that we used to go to. (laughs) Hallelujah. But we fight invisible forces, invisible powers. Amen. And these powers, these invisible powers, it's the devil and his cohorts in the invisible realm. They have defined levels of authority assigned against you. Did you know that? Maybe I need to say that again. There's, there's uh, defined levels of authority in the invisible realm. And they're assigned against each and every Christian. 
Amen. Amen. See, this one got quiet at this party. Amen. There's an invisible sphere. And the devil and his people work against you. Well, he don't bother me. That's because you don't bother God. Amen. But if you start to bother God and get up in God's face, when he strikes, because he strikes people that know God and he strikes people that don't. And when he strikes, God will give you something to hit him back with. Amen. Hallelujah. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. And you have to understand how to use that word as a weapon. Amen. Because the word of God is a weapon. That's why most people don't like it. Amen. So we need to maintain a battle position all the time, according to Paul. And this is what he talked about all the time. Against these unseen forces and use this armor. It's a protection and a defense. Amen. But we, we live offensively. In other words, if the devil is sending something towards you, you know how to take authority. The Bible says we have authority over everything that's evil. And you can take authority over it. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that didn't go over well either. But it's still true. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's, let's, did we go to Ephesians 6? Well, let me finish up in Philippians 4. It says, finally, my brother, whatever things. No, that's not the one I want. Let's see. I did 4, verse 13. Okay, we did that. Let's go to Ephesians 6. Yeah, whatever things are good, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, think on those things. That was a good one. (laughs) Because you can't think naturally and get a spiritual victory. You cannot do it. Amen? It ain't going to work. I should have stayed in Philippians. You have to uh, fight with the right kind of weapons. And the right kind of weapons, you use spiritual weapons for spiritual forces. Amen? What a devil, have you ever seen him? No. So he's spiritual. And so what you have to do is use spiritual weapons against him and fight him when you need to. Ephesians six eleven. Are we there? And it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Amen. And these spirits, you won't see them in the natural, but you'll feel them and you'll know they're there because they'll slam dunk you if you're in the way. Amen. You know, your car get a flat tire, these kind of things. And it says, therefore, in verse 13, it says, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Amen. Now, one way to stand is to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Don't get involved in fleshly things. Amen. Keep, keep your mind in a spiritual attitude. You can't get carnal with God. You just, because he's not a carnal God. I don't know who most of these people are praying to, but it ain't the God I pray to. It just ain't. Amen. He's not a carnal God. He's a very spiritual. He's pure. Amen. Holy. He's, he's, uh, just a, a God that's above every other God. He's above Buddha and all these other things, these stones people pray to. 
trees that they pray. It's just a shame. You can't get victory like that. But you have to get victory serving the Most High God, calling on Him when you need Him. Amen. Well, I know somebody didn't get healed. They were, that's because you got you to believe this word. If this word is not true to you, it won't work for you. You know, well, why God let people die? The devil kills people. God don't kill people. Amen. See, the devil likes to get you on the wrong thinking. That's why you got to change how you think. You got to be renewed in your mind. You can't, you can't serve a living God living with these old ideas and understanding. You can't do that. You can't get victory like that. You have to think like God thinks. You're made in his image. Well, you mean I could think like God? You certainly can. Because we are all made in his image. Amen. And you can think like Christ. The Bible says you already have the mind of Christ. If you're born again, you have the mind of Christ. Amen. So we have to maintain that stand. You have to take, take a stand against the, the devil and not drop it. But stay, stand strong and tell the devil to get out of your way. I, I'm going to receive what God has promised me. I'm going to receive my victory. I'm going to receive whatever God, if God tells you he's going to do something for you, then he's going to do it. But you've got to believe it. If you don't believe it's going to happen, it won't happen. Amen. But you have to receive the word of the Lord. You have to receive whatever it is that God has told you he's going to do, and he will do it. Amen. So put on the whole armor of God. What that word put means to array. And this is why people think it's clothing. It's not clothing. It's spiritual. Amen. So in other words, array yourself or clothe yourself. Be submerged in the spirit of the Lord. Well, how do I do that? By thinking like Christ, getting the carnality out of your thinking. And trust God in that he's doing what he says he's going to do. Trust God that he is able to pull this thing off. So uh, that word put means to endue, to have, to invest with clothing. In other words, to be cloaked. Are y'all here today? Put on the whole armor of God. Amen. Whatever it is that you need to do. In other words, really, if you want to make this easy, just believe it. Put on faith. How about that? <laughs> Put on trust. Put on hope. Don't quit hoping. Amen? Hallelujah. You can't quit hoping. Hope is a part, it's the, it's a part of faith. Keep believing that God's going to do it, even if you see, and don't start looking for something that's not there. Amen. But trust in what you don't see. Trust in what God has told you. If you, God's never made you a promise, get in the Bible and see what is, what's in there for you. Amen. How do you think people have gotten a word for God, a promise from God? You got to get in the Bible to get a promise or, or hear the word. Faith comes by hearing. And sometimes when you can hear a message, you can say, that's for me. Amen. And then you get in that Bible and get encouraged. You have to let God encourage you. Tell God especially what you want. When people want to get prayer, and I tell them, I say, be specific. And the first thing they think is, I don't want to know your business because I got my own business. Amen. But so go be specific with God. 
but get specific with him. Let him know exactly what you want. Amen. How will you ever know that he's going to give you? How how you going to know? If you didn't get specific with him, how you going to know when it comes? If you didn't directly ask him what you want. Amen. And so you have to be specific in what you want so when it comes, you'll know it came exactly the way you ordered it. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we have to put on the armor of God. The armor of God is your protection so the devil won't steal your dream. Amen. Put on faith. Amen. You have to put on this cloak. It's a spiritual cloak. But it causes you to get strong in the Lord. It's spiritual help is what it is. It's not just the promise, but it's a spiritual covering. It's a spiritual protection. That's what a spiritual, put on the whole armor. Armor is protection, like a Roman soldier that puts on his armor and has his belt, you know, and he has his weapons on his belt, and he has his shield. And see, people look at this as that, but it's just a... what is it, a, a, a diagram or whatever you, you would want to think. But it's whatever you, it's an illustration of how the word of God can protect you. Amen. How God can protect the promises that he's placed in your heart. When the devil comes and tries to steal it away from you, you've got this cloak of protection, amen, that you can pull out where you shouldn't pull it out because it should be on you all the time, amen. And you can keep and stand strong and keep believing, keep expecting for God to come through on what he's promised, amen, because the devil's going to try to steal your dream. He's a dream stealer, amen. Amen. So God wants you to maintain a a battle position. And that's why we always talk about standing. It's for whatever. People think standing is one particular thing. You can stand for whatever God has promised you. You can't let the devil or anybody else snatch it away. Because this is foolishness. The Bible says this, this stuff about God and the, the faith in God is foolishness to the world. It's, it's foolish to people who don't know God. Amen? God, that's why he speaks to every individual heart. He speaks to your heart. He's not speaking to somebody else's when he speaks to you. See, people try to take folks down this promise lane with them. I mean, it's you and the clothes on your back when you're trying to get something from God. And then when you get it, then they want to know, what God are you serving? Amen? The one that you're not. Because I'm not serving the God of fear, the God of whatever. I'm serving the Most High God who promises good gifts to his children. He promises good gifts. He doesn't give bad stuff. But he promises good gifts to his children. Now, you, that doesn't mean that you don't have to work at what he gives you. Whatever he gives you, there's some work involved, amen, or, or I should say maintaining, maintaining the prize. But it's easy because his yoke is easy and his burden is light, amen, hallelujah. Let's go down to verse, um, well, I'm going to read 14 through 18. I didn't plan to stand having, girl, you see it says stand, that means stay in faith. 
therefore, having girded your waist with truth, walk in truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, walk in righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Amen. That means stay in peace with all men. You know, some people like striving. You get out of strife with people. Amen. Hallelujah. And strive for peace. Strive for walking in love. You know, stay in love. Stay in peace with people. Amen. Verse 16 says, above all, taking the shield of faith, which with which you will be able to quench all fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, if you notice, the word of God is the only weapon that this scripture talks about. The helmet of faith and all that stuff. Wait, wait a minute. Breast pray to righteousness, that's not a weapon. It's just telling you how to be. Amen. It's got getting real quiet in this place. Fifteen, having your feet shod with the preparation of peace. Peace is not a weapon, but it's how you be clothed. Are y'all here today? Fiery darts of the wicked one. Quenching the fiery darts of the wicked one in the helmet of salvation and the sword, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's your weapon. The sword of the spirit, which is the word that's the only weapon that you have that you can shoot against the enemy amen in verse 18 says praying always um with all prayer and supplication this is something that you add to your life so that you can drop that bomb which is the word of god against something when the devil comes harassing you amen see it's like this this is what i'm saying when god makes you a promise and the devil comes and says, no, it ain't going to happen, even if he speaks through a person or in your mind. More than likely, he's going to speak through your mind. Amen. You give him the word. That's the bomb. You know, my God said that he will supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. That's the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And there's a whole lot of other ones in there you can hit him. And let me tell you something. He has to leave. Well, that don't work. It works. You don't believe it. When you start to believe in it, then it'll work. Amen. You can't use weapons you don't have faith in. You, it just won't work. That's what's not working. Amen. But when you pray, prayer is the battle itself. Not so much a weapon. It's a part of your armor. Prayer is a part of your armor. Amen. That's something that you have to do all the time. But the word is the chief weapon used against the enemy, Satan, during your struggle. So whatever the devil tells you or shows you, you don't settle for that. You give him the word anyway, even if you're going through something bad. Amen. My God will comfort his words. Amen. You know, the devil, you're a liar and a thief, and the truth is not in you. got to answer the devil back with a word because he's going to speak to your mind until your mind is renewed and start thinking like God. He's going to attack how you think. He's going to use people to come against you. They're going to say negative things. They're going to think negative. you got to come against that and come against your own thinking, and the only thing that's going to stop that is the word of God. Amen. You have, to, you have to make this thing come to pass, and we are our biggest enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Let's go to Luke 4. Let me show you. God is with us, and he's made, the Bible says, great and precious promises. They are precious, and he don't throw those things around. Amen. Now, most of you know that because you've been being blessed. We are blessed. Amen. Luke 4, verse 2. But God wants you to get, get something bigger from him. Amen. You know, trust him with the biggie. What's really on your heart. What you really want. Trust him with that. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus' ministry began with a battle against Satan. time Jesus came on the scene, the devil tried to kill him when he was floating down the Nile. Amen. And Pharaoh's daughter fished him out of the Nile River. So the devil, the, and this is the thing, the devil is always going to try to kill a dream. And he'll use anybody. Amen. The killer dream. Because that's what he tried to do to Jesus. But this is the way God works. He had Pharaoh's daughter there at the right time to fish him out of that river. He will have a, a, an antidote to your, your dream killer, your dream thief. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he's trying to show you that you can have what he has promised. Amen. And if you stay in right standing with God, you don't have to wait on a promise. You just go out there and get it, and he'll give you a blank ticket, and you, you write your own, you fill it in. Amen. He'll give you a blank ticket, and you just fill in what you want. Come on, y'all. It's called living by faith. Amen. Some people, they'll say, God said it, I believe it. And they go out and get it. Amen. And that's what he wants you to do. Amen. Luke 4, verse 2. Well, let me start in 1. It says, Then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit, which helps. If you ain't filled with the Spirit, you can be before you leave today. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, why do I need that? Because being filled with the Spirit makes you strong. And it'll cut out all of this negative agitation from the world. Amen. And it'll help you to believe what God has told you. It makes it easier. It's, it's power from on high. In other words, you're not shooting blanks at the devil. You're fully loaded. Amen. Hallelujah. Fully loaded. Hey, I don't know. It says, then Jesus being filled. Now, if Jesus had to be filled with the Spirit, so do you. Well, I, I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and I ain't talking about that. Amen. I'm talking about being filled with fire. Do you have the fire? Amen. If you don't have the fire, then you have no power. There is no power where there's no fire. Amen. So Jesus, being filled with the Holy Ghost, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit. How can you be led by the Spirit if you're not filled with the Spirit into the wilderness? Amen. Well, why was he going into the wilderness? Because the wilderness confirms who you are. Amen. The wilderness confirms your power, your authority, your gift, and your calling. If you don't ever go into the wilderness where times get tough, 
How will you ever know if you have power? How will you ever know if God is with you? Amen. Hallelujah. You got to go through something. Verse 2. It says, Jesus was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing. And afterwards, when they had ended, he was hungry after his 40 days. He was fasting. Amen. And he was being tried during those times. It ain't easy not eating. Verse 3, it says, And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, now this is the devil coming to him, amen. If, and the devil said to him, if, if, the devil always talks negative, always bringing up. See, God is concrete. It wasn't a thing about if nothing. It just is. <laughs> the world, the universe is. God had already done. He had already set things in motion. And here comes the devil with a big if. And that's how he got Eve. That's how he got her to stomach. If you be the son of God. This is what he's telling the devil. He told Eve, I don't think he really said don't eat of that tree. No. See, he likes to create doubt in your mind. See, doubt comes from the devil. And after God has promised you something or told you it's going to be all right, don't worry things will work out then here come that voice that says hmm if i don't think he meant he was going to do that for you i think he meant just to sit there and and just cry some people just need to cry you know he'll tell you something stupid to get you out and out in left field so you won't recognize his schemes in the wilds his orchestrated stupidity amen and so he'll suggest, make suggestions to you. Like he told Eve, now this is how the devil works. Well, he just don't want you, God don't want you to, to know his power. He don't want you to, see, he just got you in this garden, you and Adam, and he gave you authority over those animals, but he didn't give you no real power. This is what he said. And then it created doubt in her mind. He says, why don't he want you to eat of that tree? That's the power of knowledge of good and evil. He's trying to keep knowledge from you. That's how the devil talks. And she fell for it. And that's why sin came into the world. Amen. Well, in the same way, the devil is messing with Jesus the same way. Amen. If you be the son of God, in other words, he wants Jesus to doubt who he is like he wants you to doubt who you are. Amen. He wants you to doubt that God's given you a gift. He wants you to doubt that God loves you. He wants you to doubt that God's going to come through for you. He wants you to doubt that God forgives you. He wants you to doubt that God can help you. Even if you mess up, God can still help you. But the devil doesn't want you to know that. Amen. He wants you to think that God doesn't like you, that God is not with you, that he won't come through for you, that he's done with you. You know, he wants you to drag around your sin like an eight ball around your ankle. I mean, that's how he rolled. That's how he plays his game. Amen. But see, it's what you know. It's what you know. Hallelujah. You got to know God. You got to know that he's not a God. That he'll do that to you. 
I forgot where I was. Amen. Oh, Jesus was tempted. In verse 2, Luke 4, 2. And it says he was hungry from fasting. And verse 3 says, and the devil said to him, if, see, I don't like that. If you are the son of God. Like he don't know who, see, he doesn't want you to know who you are. Amen. You're the, he's the son of God. But he's, it's just like I say, if your name is Nola. If, if you Nola. Ain't that a crazy thing for me to say to you? That's how stupid the devil is. But if, 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 if it works, he'll do it. He'll throw that out there. Because then you, some people say, well, I don't know. Is that my name? I don't feel like that's my name. <laughs> I don't feel like a Nola. I feel like a Joanne. You know, it's people out there. When you don't know God, you don't know what the devil is up to. You might settle for anything. Amen. <laughs> well, maybe that's not my name. <laughs> Amen. And so it says, being tempted, my little buddy. It says, being tempted for 40 days. <laughs> she's she's going to support me. <laughs> Amen. Hey, I didn't realize how much I, I missed this little support till she left. <laughs> I wish I could pick her up. I can't do that no more. I tried. It ain't working. Amen. She used to sit right up here. It ain't working no more. But I don't think she minds standing. And so it says in verse 3, if you are the son of God, command this stone to be bread. Now, just like he don't know who he is, but he wanted to create doubt in Jesus' mind. Now, if he do, does Jesus like that, could you imagine what a whack job he'll do on you if you let him? Amen. <laughs> And in verse 4 it says, but Jesus said to him, now this is how you go back at the devil. You use the word of God as a, a, the sword of the spirit. It says, but Jesus answered and said to him, it is written, that means this is the Bible that I'm speaking to you. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word out of the mouth of God. See, it is written. Jesus fought with the word. He's not telling us to do anything that he didn't do. Amen. Verse 5 says, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, "This is All this authority I will give to you. Now, he's the son of God. He's Jesus. And, and the devil going to promise him some power and some authority. You see how crazy? The devil's crazy. He'll tell you anything. He'll suggest anything to you to see if you're going to go for it. And many do. Many do. But Jesus came back and said to him in verse 6, he says, and the, devil's, wait, and the devil said to him, all this authority I give to you. Now, last time I read the Bible, the, the word of God in the um in the epistles said all authority i give unto you unto us jesus gives his power and authority to us the power to bind or to loose amen you know whether we're bound or abased the power that that it takes and so this is this crazy devil telling jesus like he's got some power to give him amen and so he says, therefore, in verse 7, what did I do? Eight. Yeah, I'll give you authority in verse 6. I give to you and their glory. He's going to give him some glory too. It says, for this have been delivered to me, <laughs> and I give it to whomever I wish. Trying to make Jesus feel like he's special. 
Amen. Amen. Well, I said, you heard that before. You go to the car dealer, and they say, I didn't give this deal to anybody else, but I'm going to give it to you because you're special. Same thing. Amen. Same kind of deal. You know, and he's been sitting there waiting on you to come along. Amen. And it's not a good deal anyway. Hallelujah. But if he can make you feel like it's a deal, then it's a deal. Verse 7 says, therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. See, this is what the devil wants us to do, worship him. Now, how do we worship him when we believe wrong? When we believe other than what God has said, that's worshiping the devil. Amen. When you believe false things, when you believe lies, when you do that, you are worshiping God. Amen. (laughs) She got tired. Amen. She said, Gigi's still preaching. Amen. And so he wants us to, and this is what in verse 8, this is what, jesus said to satan he says get behind me satan for it is written you see he always came back with the written word i'd heard people saying i cuss satan out again he laughed at you and nothing works nothing works except the word of god amen hallelujah nothing works except the word it says, and he said in verse 8, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. See, Jesus knew that Satan was trying to get him to worship him. People worshiping every day, worshiping the moon, worshiping the stars, and they think it's cool. It ain't cool. God is a jealous God. He don't like that. Amen. Always worshiping something, the sun. We can worship the sun God and you know, we're doing yoga, and, we, and that's, that's worshiping, what's that God? Buddha. No, no, it's a, a that's a, a Hindu. That's a Hindu God. But see, people, they think it's cool and it's cute. It ain't cool. It ain't cute. Amen. He's got you worshiping another God. When you, you know, this, when you go through all the chants and everything, that's not good. Amen. That ain't good. Devil got you on his list. That ain't good. I don't care how, what you think. The word knows. God's word knows. And you have to follow his word. You don't, you don't worship other, other gods, other religions. You just don't do it. Amen. Verse 9, it says, Then he brought Jesus, or him, to Jerusalem, set him on a pinnacle, of the tower of a temple and said to him if if you're the son of god there he is again like you don't know who you are throw yourself down from here see that's what he will ultimately he wants people to commit suicide when he get finished messing with your head then he wants you to just end it all because you ain't worth a fly, you ain't worth the life of a flea you know he he doesn't think much of you and he don't want you to think much of you and in verse 10, Jesus told him what it says, For it is written, he shall give his angels charge. Now, this is still the devil telling Jesus. He's saying this, jump off of this tower. Because if you're God, the Bible says, see, the devil know the Bible too, that, that God will send angels to take charge over you. Because the Bible says he will send angels or he will take charge of you and keep you in all your ways. And so he's saying them angels will keep you and you won't hit the bottom. Amen. And you look at how many people have jumped off of bridges. 
and thought they were going to fly away, and they didn't. Well, y'all will get that later. Amen. (laughs) Verse 10, it says, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. This dude knows the word. Amen. So he's telling Jesus, just jump, because them angels won't even let you hit your foot. Amen. And they'll catch you. Verse 12, and Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. In other words, Jesus saying, look, I know God can catch me, but I'm not going to be caught doing something dumb like that, tempting him, causing God to have to come and rescue me unnecessarily. And 13 says, now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until another opportune time. In other words, he'll leave you, but he might come back. But if he come back, you hit him with the same thing. Amen. Give him the word. When Jesus was, see, that's called a test. He was being tested by the devil. And he resisted him. When you resist the devil... You give him the word of God. And the Bible says resist the devil and he'll do what he did in 13. He will flee. Are y'all here today? Amen. And so he, would, he left. He fleed. He left the scene of the crime. Amen. Hallelujah. So in Luke 4 verse 2 is what we read. He, he tried Jesus and I wrote these things down as I read them. He tested him and tempted him with the lust of the flesh. That's when he commanded him to turn that bread into stone, wanting him to eat. You haven't eaten in 40 days. Eat this bread. So that was the lust of the flesh. He tested him with the lust of the eyes when he showed him the kingdom and said, all of this I give to you and he don't own anything. And the third thing, he tempted him with the pride of life. Throw yourself down from here. You know, you don't need God. That's pride of life. Whenever you have to do stuff, you do stuff on your own. That's pride. And that's pride of life. And that's what he tempted Jesus with. Satan tries the same tricks on us. He'll tempt you with the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Pride of life is when you live like you don't need God. That's pride of life. And the devil will tempt us. If he did it to Jesus, he'll do it to you. Amen. He tries to say, those are the wiles. You don't know what the wiles of the enemy, I just read them to you. Pride of life. Lust of the eyes and lust of the flesh. Amen. But the Bible says for us to stand firm. So let's go back to Ephesians 6. We started out there. Stand firm. Don't change. If God told you he's going to do it, when you finally believe it, you'll see it. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. You know, I I just ain't seen nothing because you don't believe nothing. You got to believe it. If you don't believe something that somebody tells you, you don't see it. If your supervisor tells you we, everybody's getting a bonus check, you're looking for them checks. And if, the, if you don't get yours, you up in your supervisor's face. 
You see, but when God promises us something, we don't think it's going to happen because we don't have no faith in him, but we have faith in your supervisor, got faith in the company. You're supposed to have even more faith in God because I bet you if they leave your check out, you pray and ask God to make them cut you a check, they'll do it quicker. Amen. See, God has authority over plants, over, he's got a power over everybody and everything. And what God says is going to work even for you on your job. He can make those people promote you without a degree, put you in a position. He does what he want to do. He'll do whatever you believe him to do. Amen. Get you the right husband. Get you the right wife. But you got to trust him. Amen. Amen. And don't be afraid to trust him. Move out in faith. Amen. Move out in faith. Amen. You know, God, and he knows what he's talking about. He can give you any kind of position. And the people, well, I need, you don't need nothing but some faith. You need faith in God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. It says, so in Ephesians 6, let's go to 11. Hallelujah. Oh, and that we did put on the whole armor. Let's go down to 13. And it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all. And this is what I want to talk to you about standing. Your victory is in standing firm. Your victory, amen. Ephesians 6:13. Your victory is in standing firm. Like Jesus stood in the wilderness when he was being tested by the devil. That's your victory, just like it was his. Whatever Jesus did, you'll do. And greater things, greater works will you do. But you got to believe that this stuff works. Amen. So having done all, amen, give him the word. Did you give the devil the word lately? Amen. Amen. See, people jump over 13 and they want to go to 14. I want to gird myself up. You don't believe, if you don't believe, ain't nothing going to work. And all of that stuff, 14 through 18, that's a spiritual position that you take. It's a matter of your mind. And, and being cloaked with, with faith and with power from God. Amen. And doing what it told you to do. Walk in peace. You know, take the helmet of salvation. Use the sword of the spirit. Amen. Use the shield of faith above all. Do these things, but your power is in what you believe. Your power is in do you trust what God is telling you. And if you do, you stand firm and you don't move. The power is in the standing firm. We're helpless without God's provision. So you got to know that God is providing you the strength like he did Paul. When Paul said, "My God's strength is made his, what is it, made strong in his weakness. You know, when I'm weak, God is strong in me. And so you got to be like Paul, amen? Hallelujah. Your children will be saved. You have the word. Hide the word in your heart. Don't let, amen, don't let uh, dream thieves come and steal from you. Amen. Hallelujah. 
We possess the Holy Spirit. That's the indwelling. Amen. And authority. And we have to let the devil know that you're not going to settle for what he delights because he's a dream thief. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1. Back up a little bit. Well, go to your phone and push, push, whatever. <laughs> Ephesians 1. I'm going to start in 17 right quick. I got about four minutes. And it says, uh, let's see, let's start in 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all saints, it says, do not cease to give thanks for you making mention you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Now, this is the key to victory, into your standing. Amen. So you you have to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. And this is and it says in verse 18, it says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Well, how are your eyes going to be enlightened? When you know. When God gives you revelation, when he gives you wisdom. Amen. And when he gives you wisdom, then you'll have that knowledge. And then your eyes, the, your understanding will change. And it says that you may know the hope of his call. See, when you start to trust God, you'll know what his hope for you is. Amen. You'll know what his hope is. Amen. And it says, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And that, and it says in verse 19, it says, and what is the exceeding greatness or what is the fullness of his power t- toward us that believe, according to the working of his mighty power? Amen. So in other words, you have to know and understand about God's spiritual power, his mighty working power. And he can speak to you in your inward parts. He'll speak to you what's true. And then you'll know what's true and what's not true. And you won't have any questions about it. Amen. You won't have to go around and take a survey asking people what they think you ought to do with your life. Involving people in what you do. What you do is your thing. Amen. But when God speaks to your heart, you'll know what you're supposed to do. Amen. And it doesn't matter about what other people think. Because as long as you, it's you and God, you know, you have victory. Amen. You have victory, but you must understand what God is speaking to you in this hour. Amen. And so we need to pray for spiritual wisdom. And see, when you don't have the eyes of your understanding, it's darkened. That means you don't spend time with God. You're not spiritual. You'll go around and take a survey. But you cannot take a survey. You have to, what's important is how God feels about what you're doing. You know, are you blessed? Are you supposed to be doing this? Amen. You have to question God. Put those things before the Lord. Amen. And know, have that surety before God that you're doing the right thing. And stop these surveys because they always turn up wrong. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't even like to take surveys on the Internet when they say or on the phone. They say, would you will you press one if you're going to do a survey? I press two. I ain't doing no surveys. Amen. 
because the only opinion I care about is what God says about what my future is. Amen. Well, why don't we stop? Father, we thank you for your word. We praise you and we lift you up and we bless you, Lord. We thank you and we exalt you, Lord God, in this place. And we just thank God for what he's doing, for every promise that God has promised. He will surely give it to you if you are bold enough to believe it. And when the devil comes and tries to steal that promise and steal that hope and steal from you, you have to hit him with the word of God. You know, it is, it is written, it is written that what God says he has promised, he can surely bring to pass. It is written, I serve the most high God. It is written. He can do, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is written. And we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We just lift you up in this place. If anybody needs prayer before we leave, I can pray for you on our way out. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the written word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. And it's the weapon against the devil. The written word of God will not lead you wrong. Hallelujah. Thanks, Rick.